going to the intro in five. And welcome back for another episode of Dragonheads Podcast. I am your master of ceremonies, Thorn Rain. With me, as always, my two co-hosts. We've got Dragon Joe and Dungeon Kyle. How are you guys doing this evening? Hanging in there. Fantastic. Um, not a whole lot of news going on, so we're going to roll right into our top three here. Um, we're going to be talking about the stats that each of us feel are our Top three, um, these are kind of subjective. So, Joe, why don't you kick us off with your top three? Because I got a feeling there's a trend here. Well, the the thing is, is that now one of the things I will say is based on what class you are, your stats, what stats are important are always going to matter. But overarchingly, like regardless of what character you're doing, like the the stats that I never want to dump. Mm-hmm. All right, that's kind of my how I rank importance. I never want to dump con ever, 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 ever. It's it's one of those things because it has your HP. It's it's important to always make sure it's a positive number. Like there's nothing worse than trying to figure out like, oh, I've got a negative one to con. I rolled my hit die and got a got a zero. Like that's the worst. Play. Sure does, but I gotta say it's one of the worst feelings in the world when you level up and you don't get any extra HP. Um, number two, dexterity. It it's one of those weird things that dexterity is. It, it's probably the most common saving throw. Um, it affects your initiative, and it affects uh, I like all of your skills that you have. I feel like the ones with dexterity are ones that tend to pop up or crop up more often because you have yourself, which is based off the of dexterity, sleight of hand, which is based off dexterity, acrobatics, which is based off dexterity, and uh, what am I forgetting? I, I know there's a fourth one that's based off dexterity. I'm just blanking out what it is right now. But it. it those are common skills that I, I see adventurers constantly using. Oh, lock picking. Yep. Lock picking is always based off of dexterity. Although some roulette and sled, whatever. It's it's another skill based off of dexterity. And those seem to be the skills that adventurers need to use a lot, for lack of a better word. You're you're constantly sneaking through the shadows. You're constantly having to pick locks. You're constantly having to parkour up something. And and the fact that it affects your initiative to boot, and it's the most common saving saving throw against you know against lightning, against fire, against a lot of different you know things, that tends to be the next most important ones for me. It, it you can you dump it, yeah, but I almost never want to dump it. And the last one is wisdom, and my whole thought process about wisdom is is fear saving throws and any sort of saving throw that has a uh, like I, I feel like whenever you're attacking like like any sort of charm effect anything like that it's always seems to be attacking wisdom and it's not exclusive or anything but it's one of those things that a, as you sit there and listen to it or as you sit there and play through a game you'll find that oh man i'm making a lot of wisdom saving throws and that like it, there's nothing worse than being the dar- barbarian that dumped wisdom and every charm effect ever works on you. It's it's the most annoying thing in the world. It really is. But and, and honestly, th- those are my too. yeah. Those are my top three. Uh, what's your top three, Kyle? Well, honestly, I thought I was gonna like surprise you guys, but you you surprised me by taking wisdom. That that's honestly gonna be one of mine too. Just because for the same kind of reason you did. Saving throws. If you're a barbarian, 
all the charm effects and everything, but mainly saving throws. Fifth edition really hits wisdom saving throws hard. The second one's gonna be intelligence. Uh, mainly because there's a lot of skills that require intelligence. Your perception checks, um, a wizard relies heavily on intelligence. I can't, I can't think of anything off the top of my head because I'm under pressure. <laughs> uh, I, I think you, I think you mean investigation checks. Perception is wisdom yes. based. Thank you. Investigation. I, I believe me, it's it's one of those things where like, uh, wisdom, because wisdom has that you know perception aspect to it. That's another reason why it's always nice to be, to be able to see what the heck you're looking at. True. And then. And what was your uh, third one? Obviously, decks, because fifth edition has put such a heavy emphasis on your decks modifier, and being incorporated in a lot of things. Saving throws is a big one. Let alone your stats is another one. It's included in your. Uh, AC, down to your saving throws. It's huge. It's probably my number one priority instead, like, when I start a new character. And honestly, try dumping con one time. It It is kind of fun. It really is. Uh, Alright, yeah. Thorn, what what are your three? Me and you, Joe, have the same three, but I've prioritized mine in a different order. Um, you had Constitution as your number one. Constitution's my number two. Uh, I I put Dex in the first one simply because of the amount of checks. Um, if you're trying to just not even like hide in the shadows, but if you want to walk through a bar unnoticed you're gonna have to do a stealth check like i i feel that you're doing more stealth checks or um dexterity checks when it comes to those things and it's i believe in mitigating damage more so than having high health pools if i can mitigate it by being able to dodge it with the dexterity saving throws uh avoid a fight by using stealth you know sleight of hand being able to pull something I, that's why I put the decks as my number one. Constitution, number two. So I just flipped those with you um, simply because that's your health stat. Um, I'm not I'm not sure I would want to play with dumping Constitution to where... It's interesting. I'm you, telling you guys, it's fun. You walk by a frog and it jumps on your foot and you fall over unconscious. Again, so like, a different yep. perspective. <laughs> I don't I, see. I've never played a like a caster class where I would assume that like your glass cannons, um, simply because I'm terrified of being one shot. <laughs> so, um, Constitution definitely high up on my list. And then my third one was also Wisdom, um, which was more for the perception check, um, just being able to see things around me. Um, you got your animal handling. So far, all of the game and campaigns that I've played in really haven't had to do animal handlings, but uh, insight and perception have always been huge things, no matter what the campaign is that I've played in, that I feel like that's more of a needed stat than something along the lines of, you know, obviously based on class, strength, or, you know, uh, intelligence, but again, like everyone said, it's based on your your class. If you're rolling a barbarian, you're just pounding out the strength because you kind of need that for your damage modifiers. But uh, my top three that I like to keep in focus are uh, the Dex, Constitution, and Wisdom. All right. So well, that's going to lead into our main discussion, though. Which is the big one. Which is, yeah, well, it's, it was one of those things that whenever I looked at, well, hey, we're, we're doing a 10th episode, and I'm like, wait a second. We've gone 
nine episodes and we've talked about a bunch of different things, a bunch of different things. And I'm like, well, we haven't talked about how to like make that, how to generate that. So that's what we're doing today. And the, the first two distinctions uh, is you have rolling for stats and you have um, like stat allocations, the standard array point by, which I feel are almost interchangeable. It's, it's, there's slight differences between those two, but they're, they're the same idea. Mm. See, I'm, I'm and, extremely uh, new to point by. I I've only done it a few amount of times. So well, and there's advantages to both, and I feel like with with point by and standard array, one one of the big things that I've noticed is that um, when I was playing Adventures League, whenever somebody you know they're like, hey, do I roll for stats? Do I do this? Do that? You're like, no, just use the standard array. And the reason Adventures League does that, and, and I, I can attest to this, is that you'll always have that one random guy or that one random kid that comes in and they're like, oh, I rolled my stats. And they've got three 18s, a 15, mm -hmm. and a 14, and a, and, and a 12. You know, they just have these insane stats. And they're like, no, we're not, we're not rolling for stats here. It's one of those things that it was one of whenever they created Adventures League, they knew those people were out there that always are gonna. Well, I rolled my stats and they're crazy. No, that's it, it, it's it's one of those things that it's not that they're saying the person's dishonest. Keeps everything, evil. but yeah, it, it it keeps everything um on a level, you know, with with all that. And the, the biggest advantage to point by and standard array is that if I'm playing, especially like a uh, a campaign where characters tend to die, I can whip up another character really quick because I know what the stats are. Yep. I can make backup characters because I know what the stats are. Um, even if it's whatever I want to try to do, okay, I want to make sure that he has this weakness and this strength and all I have to do is whip it up. You know, you can get on D&D Beyond, put in your standard array, put in your point by, and go to town. Versus rolling for stats, you, you need the DM to kind of see it. And even in, even in like our groups, you know, it's one of the things that we've moved to playing online a lot. So, okay, there's a little bit of like, we rolled, we rolled the uh, stats online and it's a little less, uh, little more uh, recorded, I guess is the best way to put it. So you say, hey, I rolled, these are the stats I rolled. And because I rolled these stats, you, you guys saw it and I have a record of it in, you know, in the, the chat. And so, so it's a little like, it's keeping everything, you know, make sure nobody's cheating, make sure nobody's, you know, rolling loaded dice or, you know, whatever, whatever way you want to kind of look at it. But uh, let, let's start. The, the other thing uh, I was going to say is that the other ideas. Um, we'll start with rolling, and with rolling, there's two um, thought processes about generating the stats and how they're they're put into the character sheet. The first one is called uh, inline rolling. So that first that first roll, whatever it is is your strength stat. Your second roll is dexterity. Your third roll is constitution. So it puts it in line. I, I feel like this is something that you want to do with a more uh, like a veteran group because at that point you're, you're, you're making character creation a challenge. And it's like, okay, I have these stats. What can I make with them? I was like, yeah, uh, that... Versus the other option. The the inline very right. much seems like it's a I roll my stats and then decide what I'm playing, whereas yes. with the next the, one it's I decide what I'm playing, then roll my stats. 
Absolutely. And that, that's what I was getting to. With allocating your stats, you're, you, you roll your stats, but then you're like, well, I want to play a Warlock, so I'm going to put my highest my highest number as a, you know, as my charisma modifier. If I want to play a barbarian, well, I'm going to make strength my biggest uh, modifier. And doing that lets you be more flexible, be more, um, be, be able to create the character the way you want, the, the character you want to play. And I, I like your analogy because it's, it's, it's exactly what I, what I say. If, it, if you're rolling in line, you're looking at it as more of I'm making this character and then I'm going to figure out what their background, what their, you know, you're, you're figuring everything out about the character after you roll the stats. When you're doing it the other way around, it's like you have this character idea or concept and then you're rolling stats just to fill in numbers. And See, like, I'm totally for the first of the two. Like, I'd much rather roll my stats and then figure out what my character's gonna be. To me, I feel like it's just a little bit more engaging. You really don't have control on, like, when if you're doing inline, you don't have control on what you're gonna do. You might want to go into this game wanting to run a rogue, and you roll a 12 in dexterity. Well, that sucks. Move on. You know? So, there goes that. I don't know. I enjoy it. But I see the great benefits of standard array. And is it the standard point by 27? Yes. And we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Okay. But, um, but uh, with... With rolling for stats, the, the most common the most common way to roll for stats is you get four d six, you roll it and drop whatever the lowest is, and that way you you roll it, you add the the three highest numbers, and you tend to get a a reasonable stat. Now there there's always that chance that you roll all 10s and 11s and you have this like farmer for lack of a better word and i've heard the idea of uh if your stats aren't like if you don't have certain requirements for the stats like anything you, you don't have anything above like a 15 you you're you're basically well he's gonna be that character is gonna become a farmer and never go adventuring is the way I've heard it put. And it's the idea that you have something special. You have that, that big physical strength. You have that charismatic, uh, you know, twinkle in your eye. You have that intelligence that is above everyone else's. And if you don't have those sort of things, you're not going to become an adventurer. There's no uh, incentive there. You know what I mean? And go ahead. Well, like you make a valid point, and so like if you want to kind of save time, I've even heard in my preferred way is forty-six re-roll ones. If you're feeling nice, maybe roll re-roll ones and twos. But usually re-roll ones that saves you a lot of time from getting those characters that don't have the stats enough to go adventure and i get that but it's it's one of those things that if if you have sub subpar stats that you you know you roll you roll a crappy set of stats it's nice to be able to just kind of push them all aside rather than saying oh well i can make them all 12 because i re-rolled a one and I rolled a three instead you know True. But that that's the first first method I've heard of is four four forty six and you drop the lowest. And that's and literally the he, only one I've ever done. Until we were doing research for this, I had no clue there was so many ways to roll. Like really? yeah, no clue. I've only ever done forty six drop the lowest. 
See, I knew there was point by, and I knew you can roll, but like some of these things that we were gonna get into is like some of them are terrifying. Like, there's one on here that no way I would want to touch. I think it's one of those things that the the 46 drop the lowest is the the fairest way to roll stats because it'll generate a reasonable stats that can make a hero make make an adventure and you get less crazy variety you get less variance with that way of rolling now i'll I'll first start off the the other main the main rolling method i heard of is just straight 3d6 and the problem with that is is it tends to make worse stats because you're you're always having that low stat or you'll a couple of low stats because of the fact that you'll end up rolling a one or a couple like a one and a two and it just tanks your whole uh your your whole stat roll. Now I, I remember oh, if you don't go mind, ahead. I want I actually to this point I found that similar thing on Reddit that he made a good point though. This pros made a good point, kind of like I don't know if you were going to or not, but if if you make low doll, low stats and doll like characters in terms of like stat wise, but you're all struggling together, it's a lot more fun. And he's like, he made a good point. He's like, even groups that have never RP'd will do an extreme RP session for that belt of ogre strength. You know, if they're all barely scrambling to get anything. You know what I'm saying? Where if, like, we're going back into the old 3.5 days where 8 was the basis stat, and you got mainly 8s across the board. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you're you going to try to scramble for what you can. And honestly, when, when doing research and reading that, that sounds like a lot of fun. It really does. Well, I I remember reading it was uh I, I don't have the photo or anything, but there there was a photo of one of Gary Gygax's um like handwritten pages where he was writing down rules and was very adamant about the four D six drop the lowest. And even though you can you can roll three d six and just get stats, it's one of those things that I think he had figured out that forty six drop the lowest is is his preferred way. And because Gygax was kind of the godfather of D and D, it became like law, yeah. <laughs> for lack of a better word. True. But um, the two other methods that I had heard of that are absolutely insane to me these, i would never want are, to touch this next where, one never the, the 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 first one is is extremely simple it is one one d one d 20 that's it and it's one of those things that that's like scary. think about that you could get yeah. anything from a one to a 20 Holy and shit. that would be terrifying that would be great though can you think about the diversity? Right. Oh yeah, your characters would be absolutely like ridiculous, but could you imagine sitting down at the table and saying, "All right, I'm going to roll what is it? There's six stats. I'm going to roll 6 d20s." And then I get whatever I get is what I get. And you've got a 1, a 4, and a 7. And then you got three decent stats. What do I do with that? <laughs> like, that's terrifying to me. The one d twenty per set. That's crazy, bro. Like, interesting. But like, you are you a gambling man? I, I'm not. Well, <laughs> here, here's my here's my here's my question to you. If you're if you're doing allocated stats. Do you roll one d twenty six time, or do you roll six d twenty one? 
Ooh, well, it depends. Like, honestly, if you're doing, like, a challenge, yeah, you just roll 1d26 times. But, honestly, if you're just going oh, to play I'm... it as, like, casual just because it sounds fun, like I do, so... I'd probably roll 6d20s. Six, six one year, them where I want them. When you're saying roll 1d20 six times, are you meaning I roll a 1d20 and then what I get, I place and then roll a 1d20 and then I place? So your strength, you come to your strength, you roll 1d20, you roll a seven. That's your strength. Roll, move on to your decks. You roll well, a d20. Well, that'd be that the straight line. That'd be the inline. That, but that would like, be the inline. Would you not be well, able to like, roll the second or the following dice until you placed the first dice? Well, uh, normally with the allocated stats, you basically write down the, the the six stats, whatever they are, and then you allocate them after rolling. But okay. my the the way I I always see it is I have two. There's two sort of philosophies from this. It's people have this idea. I've got this lucky dice. This lucky dice is mine, and they have to roll that. They have to roll that lucky d twenty and be like, "Yes, I'm rolling that one that one d twenty six times." Or you have the uh, the the universe is a cold, uncaring vacuum, and it doesn't really care how, how what kind of dice it is, what color it is. It's a tool, and you can just roll six of them and get it over with. Oh, I'm I, I'm of the I, I am totally on the end of it is a tool the universe doesn't care about my dice or my rolling I'm one of those guys that I I also like the big clickety clack of a bunch of like dice and going me yeah I I personally I would take a handful of d20s all six of them and throw them out and then place my stats yeah, I'm kind of yeah. in the middle. Like, they're 100% a tool. I understand that. But I have dice that I will never roll with, for, like, stats for. Like, skill checks? Fair fine. Enough. But not stats. Like, you are not trustworthy enough. <laughs> well, and the last the last method that I, I want to bring up, it, I read about it. It doesn't make sense to me. I still try to figure it out. Like I, I, I've, I've tested it before and I've got decent stats, but again, it's weird. It's three d ten minus five. Dude, this and, seems like it could cause a lot of problems. Well, it, it had it had some subtext that like you couldn't have a number below a certain number. You couldn't have a number above a certain number okay. because. Technically, you could roll 30, like if you rolled three tens, and you'd have a stat that's 25. Yeah. Which makes zero sense. Vice versa, you could roll a four and have a negative one. See what I'm saying? Like, there, yeah. it, it was a real weird method. And, like, I tried it and generated some decent stats, but it wasn't like I was, like, I, I guess I felt like it was it was a little, like, it felt like you could generate good, it, it could generate, like, fairly even stats, fairly playable stats, but at the same time, it was one of those things where, like, when you roll a 22, you feel like, I feel like I'm either cheating or I'm being cheated. You know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah. if you see that 22, you want that 22. You're like, I rolled it. But then the rules say, well, you're not allowed to have above 20. So it automatically bumps right. down to 20. I'd be disappointed. Right. Well, and the the last thing that we come with rolling, and I actually... I think this might be my new favorite way to generate stats and the way I want to generate stats when I, I start. I got to agree that we do or, and it's called the bingo method. And we, you, you have the, the, the array, yep. like the clip for the array. Okay. I got it up. Um, 
basically the idea is that you generate a bingo card that has six across, six down. And you you have each care each player roll a set of stats. And if you have six players, you have six sets of stats. And if there's there you have five players, you have the DM roll a set of stats, you know? It it makes everyone feel like they're contributing to the to everyone's stats. The other thing is is that if you um you look and roll really shitty stats, you don't have to keep them. You can pick something else. And just to give you the example, like the, the bottom row of our array is a 5999-1411. If I rolled those stats, I would be extremely upset. I would want to just, you know, kill that character off almost immediately. But with this whole array, you have – there's several different ones. And, I mean, there was one where I rolled a three. Like, that's, like, the hardest thing to do is to roll a three when you're doing – because we, we used uh, 46 drop the lowest when we were doing this. Right. Yeah. And the other thing that I noticed, I didn't roll a single 18. Yep. I, I, I didn't roll a single 18. I rolled a three. I also rolled a four, like I rolled a three, a four, a five, well, and a six. You didn't roll an eighteen because you used that same probability luck spike on the negative side. Yeah, but uh, but looking at this this whole array though, it's like what you, what happened. What would basically happen is each character, each PC would get to um, pick a set of stats. And once that set of stats is picked, uh, no one else could pick that set of stats, so they'd have to choose another set of stats. I but came across in, the in same this method, and like it sounds great. It sounds like it's so much fun. Well, and it it it, it incorporates everyone is the other thing that I like, and it's like looking at this this array of stats like the. The fifth row where you have the, the 12, 16, 17, 14, 13, 11, that's a great set of stats. It's it's really even. It's really, uh, you know, based where you're like, okay, really, really cool. And the other thing that I, I actually could say is that if you're uh, – if you want, if you want to, you could make this a an inline, so that however the stats are on the grid, those are your how you're taking the the stats. So it's your strength, your dex, con, so forth, so on. But it also gives you, uh, well, it also gives you a method to the madness. So you could go, well, I'm going to start left to right versus right to left, and it could let you do something interesting with that. Honestly, if you give them but, a bingo method and you're giving them a pick of what they want, I would almost say that would be the normal way is you take it in line. And then like the unconventional or optional ways, it's just you pick six sets and you can place them where you want. Well, and here here's my question to you guys. What, like, now that you kind of have glanced over this array and see what it is, what, like, if you had to choose, like, three lines, obviously I, I've already mentioned line line five across, like, what three lines would you think that, oh, yeah, that would be the stats I want for my PC? I'll let you go first, Kyle. Um, I, I don't think you can see the array. Yeah, I have actually can't oh. see the array. So. Uh, it's on the notes. Hold on. And I'll throw it in staff. I think I just did. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, for some strange reason, it's not... Dumping. It's not posting, yeah. 
Yeah, pull up the notes real quick, Kyle. There we go. It's, it's in there. All oh, right. Well, while he's doing that, I will, uh, Joe, since you pointed out row five, um, I'm thinking row one, row, or I'm sorry, not row, um, column three, and corner to corner bottom left to top right so that's 5 16 13 13 16 4 Dang, you took two of mine <laughs> <laughs> because even though it like the one has a 5 uh row 1 has an 8 and Column three has a nine. You always have will end up having a dump stat. Everything else in those columns or rows, however it might be, are phenomenal stats. Like you could run a character two in the the kitty corner. You got two sixteens in the the column one that I picked. You've got a seventeen, two thirteens, and a fifteen. In the row I picked, you got two fifteens, two fourteens, and a thirteen. Like each one of those just stand alone are very good stats. Yeah, you have an 8 and 1, a 5 and another, and a 9 and another, but depending on what you're playing, you have a stat you can sacrifice. What do you think, Kyle? I Honestly, I would go row... row 5, column 3, and then... Honestly, just to play it safe, column one. It's just a general even character. Well, I'm going to actually joke around this a little, but neither one of you looked at column five. Like, there's literally your lowest stats at 12. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's true. Yeah, like, like, okay, whatever your your high stat's only going to be a 16. Um, but, I mean, you have two 14s, two 13s, a 12, and a 16. Like, that character is not going to be bad at anything. No. No, that's true. And then once you once you add in your, your racial bonuses, because that's, that's the other thing that you're we're not taking into account with these, is you still get to add in your racial bonuses. Or if you use Tasha's alternate thing, you you know, you can put your racial bonuses here, there, the you know, yada yada. But it's one of those things that if you have a racial bonus that has dexterity, say you play a half elf. Okay, your racial bonus is dexterity plus two. You're set at sixteen suddenly an eighteen in dex, and you could be a rogue, you could be a ranger, you could be a monk. Like it 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 seems like like it's it would be very easy to make a very powerful character that's just really good at everything and i, I the, the other thing i keep thinking of is if i was playing here and i was that guy that rolled the 5 9 9 14 11 yeah they made the the characters all in all a little weak but then we're still looking at each one of us, we found what five, six different like stat blocks that we would all be willing to play. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and it's it's one of those things that I'm like, that's what you want. Is you're you're given a couple options. You're like, okay, I'm gonna go with this one. Okay, I'm gonna go with that one, and I'm gonna have an upstep, and I'm gonna have this. But you or make like, the most of it. Or like the fact of like, oh. If you play it like you want somebody to select something, then you can't select that one also. Yeah. Like Thorn picked yeah. two of mine, and I'm like, well, that sucks, but then I found two more right away. You know, right. I was willing to accept. Like, so I really like this way. So, and like you said earlier, everybody had a point, uh, like a purpose in this. Yep. So now I'm going to play devil's advocate because. For instance, 
column five. That is a phenomenal column. Uh, row five, phenomenal row. Those are going to be your two primary that people are looking at taking. How do you handle people wanting to take the same things and having arguments at the table? Do you, you roll for initiative? That's Everybody, perfect. Ooh, that's perfect. That. Everybody roll d20. And then there you, go. you let I the like dice that. decide. And then you, you, at the table, you say no arguments. Dice decide. You get to pick. Now, the question would be, what if the two parties want to barter a trade and switch stat blocks? As a DM, I've never DM'd, would you allow two players to switch their stat blocks um, if they came to a conclusion together at the table? I feel that the, the, the most time, for the most part, like, the, the people that I've played with, they don't really have that many, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, they, they know they're trying to work, yeah, well, they, they have, they, they know they're ultimately Common trying to goal. work together, and, and they're, they're trying to build each other up rather than have, uh, fight over who's the best. And when you build each other up, everyone's like, well, I'm going to take this stat. All right, you have that stat. I'll take these set of stats. I think there, there's more communication at the table and more um, uh, just understanding in, in general, like holding, holding it together so that you're like, okay, we got this. You roll for initiative and, to pick, but like, there's going to be discussion before the initiative pick. So everybody's just kind of sure. on base, you know, everybody's on a basic understanding that this is what I want, or, you know, I could do, or you do what and, you and did, which was perfect, pick three of them, and then, you know, have three of them, you know, that you'll take, and then you pick one of those three. That's right, if somebody takes well, it, it's gone. And they, I think this is the, the fantasy football mind in my head where it's like, if I know I'm third in order of picking stats, I'm going to look at, well, what are the, the three best ones? Cause they're going to take one, they're going to take the two, two best ones. I'm going to get the third best one, you know? And maybe somebody's like, well, I want the, I want the, the five, 16, the, the diagonal, you know, versus getting the better one. They want to play into that five, you know? Is... Uh, and to answer your question, Thorne, um, if it's right at like picking, like right after picking, I would probably let them switch. But if it's like after you like started looking at stats and classes and everything, trying to match these stats, no. So there'd be a, a, a minimum window. Cause Yeah. Like basically like within five minutes after picking your stats and talking with people, just getting a general idea. Cause when me and Joe sat down and rolled out these stats and built out this bingo card, it was just me and him. And it was it was fun. Like figuring out these stats and then the excitement watching the lines fill up and you're like, man, that diagonal's looking kind of garbage because you have an 8, 6, 11. Man, it's not looking like very good. Like, we had a good time, just the two of us. Now, do a full party of six with a DM and you're, you're adding to your session zero where everything's getting set up just a little bit of group bonding in the setup of the stats, like, which I love this way more than what you think. I like this whole stats bingo thing. I I want to do it. I think it would be great for a party, and it would be it would add just a little bit more depth to the stats. And I dig it. I dig it a lot. I like it too. All right. And the the other thing, uh, 
now to go to the flip side of rolling, I want to talk about the standard array. Uh, your standard array, you start with a 15, 14, 13, 12, 10, 8. Those are your stats straight up. You do, again, still get to add your racial bonuses, but you can allocate those stats however you like. If you want strength to be your main thing, okay, put that 15 in strength. Uh, you want you want a dex based character. Ugh, excuse me. Put that fifteen in the in the in the um dexterity, or put the fourteen in dexterity, and maybe put the uh fifteen in wisdom because you're playing a monk, and you want to have high wisdom, and then have your racial stats have. Two, two on dexterity, one on wisdom. So then you you have a rounded up uh, uh, stat block. I mean, there, there's a lot of things you can do with the standard array. Um, and, and just to go over point by, point by is a little weird. And the reason I say it's a little weird is because, uh, like you were talking about, uh, Kyle, is all your stats start at eight. But the catch is is each um each one of the uh point you, you buy points in different of your stats. Right. And if you uh it, it it's one of those things that if you want a fifteen in the stat, it takes nine points. If you want fourteen in a stat, it takes seven points. 13 yeah. takes 5 points. Because after a certain point, four... it costs 2 points to buy 1 point of stat, right? Yep. Right. Higher stats cost and... more. Makes sense? Yeah? Yeah. And the, the idea is you start with 27 points to allocate and add, add up there. And it's like, you can have, you can have 215s, but it's like, you're left with nine, you know, nine total points if you go with two fifteens, and you're not going to have a lot in terms of your other four stats. Like, or if you have a dump stat, it's it's going to be tricky to use. Um, and again, the advantages of that is because you're able to go well. I have those those awesome stats. But my problem is, is that okay? I have this awesome stats, but they're not. Um, you're, you're having like built-in weaknesses that you almost have to account for. It like, and yeah, go ahead. We we've talked about it quite a bit because we've kind of fell in love with the rule set. But like, it feels like point by would be a very gritty rules way of getting stats. Like it would point by fits the gritty rule set more than rolling because it comes with those built in disadvantages because of the the way the points work. All right, now let me ask you guys this little twist what if instead of 27, you give them 29, 30? Like, Um, I've never done that as a DM. Have you guys? I've I've at least tinkered with characters to see you know how more much more powerful they are, and the idea is is the more stats you're or the more you're able to allocate towards stats, the more powerful the character is going to be. So it's it, it's one of those things that the DM kind of you you as the DM have to kind of gauge how um, how powerful you want the party to be. If you wanted to be what a little more powerful, right? The type of campaign, the what what you're doing, will affect that. But the idea is that if you want to make your party more powerful stat wise, uh, make give them a twenty nine, give them a thirty points to allocate, because they're still only able to allocate up to a fifteen on any given point or on any given stat. But their other stats, you know, their dexterity, their constitution, their wisdom, um, those are going to be 
increased enough that you're going to see a difference and it may be a, only a plus one in whatever that stat is but that's going to make a big difference True. and that that actually kind of segues into my last my my last type and we actually used this the last time we started a campaign it's a i call it the hybrid method and it confused me so is, much with okay and this is the best way i have to explain it is if you take the standard array and add up all the points that's with it that you, you add up that 15 14 13 12 10 8 you end up with the number 72 and what the hybrid method is is you roll 46 drop the lowest but you only do that for the first five stats you then add up the numbers of those first five stats and subtract it from 72. and what that does is it auto it basically automatically generates that six stats and the problem like with that method what it kind of does is if you roll really good stats it's giving you a dump stat if you roll really bad stats it's giving you a good stat but it's it, the the problem that i have with that method and i i've i've used it it's been okay but the problem that i have with it is that it always seems like you're never really happy with it it's as, as thorn said it's it's overly complicated especially if you're you have newer players it's it's overly complicated it it does generate good stats but i don't i feel it's it's unnecessarily overcomplicated I mean, I'm an experienced player, I would say, and it took me a second to grasp what was actually happening there. Make It makes sense, but, like, I could exactly. see where new people would be like, whoa, what the hell? Yeah, and again, top of the show, I said I've... I knew about Standard Array and I knew about Point Buy, but every game I've ever played in was, like, roll 46 minus the lowest, or, you know, drop the lowest. So when it came to this, I was like, you got my brain smoking because it doesn't make sense that we're subtracting, but we're adding, and like, I was all over the place. Um, could I see myself using it? Yeah, maybe in the future. I'd want to go bingo before this, but I would give it a shot with an experienced group. I like, I wouldn't want to do this with like a bunch of people who were new or even with some playtime but not familiar with the way classes work and stuff like that because this could make things sloppy I think like it, it, the setup of characters could take way longer than what is needed if the people aren't experienced in placing stats and moving along is kind of what I feel like this would lead to you bring up a valid point I got yep. one last twist for you. What's that? All right. 60 20s at advantage. Ooh. So, so you're basically saying go with the, the roll of d20, but you're rolling, you're rolling it at advantage and taking the better, the, the better of the two rolls. Yeah. Hmm. I I feel like that's a good way to generate stats, but I again, it's I, I just have that feeling that you're 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 gonna have somebody that rolls really really bad. It you seems know? like you would have less terrible stats that way, simply because the advantage. But you. I've done it. I've rolled back-to-back -back ones on a t d20. Like, you roll back-to-back -back ones, or you roll a, a one and then a four. Like, 
it's still pretty tough, man. Like, well, depending on how you're playing, if you, as long as you're not playing inline, it's not horrible to take one dumb stop. Yeah. So I just for shits and giggles, I've got two d twenty sitting in front of me. I rolled. Do you know what my first stat would be? Seven. Nine. I rolled a two and a nine. See, that's that's what terrifies me. My second one would be a seven. Yeah, like. <laughs> well, nice. Like if you if you get a bad streak on your dice, like. So there's no going that, back from that. Like, I don't know. Anybody that praises the dice lords and has a dice jail will not like this method. Yeah, I I would stay I, away from it. I agree. Um, One D20 roll. So then my, my question to you guys, if, if you guys are doing stats, what do you feel is like the next thing after you roll stats in, in character creation? Is it making a backstory? Is it kind of figuring out what sort of character you're playing? Like, what what do you feel is the next step when making a character? Well, if it's not in line and you can place your stats wherever you are, you basically should have an idea of what kind of character you want anyways. So you place your stats where you're needed. The only time right, you, would just, you would go in that order of what's next is if you play in line. Which, honestly, that's the way I I was raised on D and D like that, so I kind of just thought that that was normal. So, I'm a devil's advocate of... here. If if you if you roll your stats in line, or or do the bingo method in line, what like uh, for instance, we'll we'll just look at the bingo method. What sort of character? are you playing if you have if you have one I'll say that, that uh, row, row 5 that 12, 16, 17, 14, 13, 11 that those are your stats in, in order what like what are you playing Thorn with those stats uh Give me two seconds, because I need to double-check. Um, with those stats, I'm probably going to play a, a ranger. You get the um, 15, 13, 11, 13, 17, 9. What are you playing? Which one is it? 15 what? Uh, Column 3. Thir third column. Col column yeah, third three. column. Okay. Um, ooh, what is that? 17 and Wisdom? That yeah, the be... 17 would be your Wisdom. Oh, Your 15 uh, would oh. be Strength. I will take that as a druid all day. It's a decent stat for going into like shapeshift form for strength, and your con is kind of protected because of your shapeshift ability. You got a padded HP there, so you don't gotta really worry about that. Yeah, I'll take druid with those stats all day. Pick one for me. Oh, let's do the row two. Uh, 15, 6, 13, 16. 12, 16, 10. Yep. 
Ooh. At six and Dex hurts regardless of what I do. But are you taking it left to right or right to left? He's got a valid point. We never did really cover that, but like honestly, I would run it either way. I didn't give it really a thought, but yeah. Because if you run it the other way, you're dropping your wisdom instead of your decks. He's got a point. Fall victim to every charm there is, but like, other than that, I'll if you run it that way, it's pretty decent. If I were if I were to go that way, I would either go rogue or uh, like the other thing that pops into my head is a dex based paladin yeah because if you get the 15 as your charisma and the 16 your dex then you'd be able to roll off it and it would be it would be really good you know what i mean i can see it yeah. That's uh that's rolling stats. That's generating stats. Um oh, wait, okay. Do you guys have I, else? I just want to point out a second. How many stat blocks have we generated out of this thirty six stats? Like this bingo method is pretty versatile i like this like we have been just pumping examples out of these and again that's one of the reasons why after i tinkered with it and was me even even brock's example or thorn's example that we sat down and if you're at a session zero one of the big things is, is you get excited for rolling stats and everyone's everyone's gets pumped up a bit because oh hey we all get to roll a bunch of dice and it feels like you're playing yahtzee there's there's that you know clicky clack math rock it 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 for a session zero especially if, if you're doing a lot of character creation you're helping people helping new people to do stuff and then they get everyone gets to sit down and roll stats everyone will get excited about that It'll it'll probably be the highlight of the night, regardless if they roll good or roll bad. And just quickly going over it, when Kyle mentioned that, with this stat block that we rolled, it gives you 28 combinations for stats for characters by six people rolling six rows. You have 28 different combinations. So you can come up with a multitude of things if you go, oh, no, I didn't even know. Man, my mind just got absolutely shattered because it's way more than 28 because I only doubled, and it would be more than doubling because you would go left to right, top to bottom, or left to right, right to left, top to bottom, bottom to top, and then the reverse of your your corners left bottom to top right and vice versa. So this six by six grid gives you so many combinations of stats to play with. And then the fun of rolling it, by far, stats bingo is, I think, the best way to add a little bit of fun at the beginning of your campaign and get everybody into that mood of playing together because you're kind of relying on everybody at the table to determine your stats at that point. And it, get, and it gets rid of the well I rolled really bad the DM even tried to let me re-roll and I still re-rolled really bad mm-hmm. like this I can just pick a different stat block. Like, yes, I help yeah. contribute, but my bad roll is just one person's dump stat. <laughs> like, no. Instead of my entire bad character. But I think I think that's that's basically everything. We've went over a ton of different ways 
to roll stats. We went over our top stats. This was just it was it was the math episode. We had to get it out of the way uh, for episode ten. Get all the numbers out there. Talk numbers all night long. Um, anything else? I don't think there's anything else. I think we're good to go. Uh, so you can find the show over on Twitter at dragonheads2 and email the show right here dragonheads216 at gmail.com and join us on our discord discord.me slash dragonheads and then follow the show over on twitch we do record live uh typically monday nights around nine ish uh eastern over at twitch.tv slash dragonheads pod catch us over on youtube uh we don't have an official link yet we need those follows or sorry subscribes all these websites having their different terminologies uh go over to youtube uh just search for dragon heads pod and hit the subscribe button it will help us out in getting our official link um our intro music self-induced psychosis by my buddy mr kyle wind that's it everybody everybody have a great night get out there and slay some dragons good luck adventures good luck rolling stats guys